Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Hey, hey, Waffle Gang, I do hope you're well. My name is Mark, and today we're checking out some more relationship stories. And if you do love a Reddit story, why not consider hitting that like, subscribe, maybe that notification bell too. Let's crack on with today's first story. Much love, guys. Now, today's first story comes from a deleted user. And before we do get into the story, I just want to say that it does contain talk of adoption and also about infertility as well. So if you do want to skip the story, please feel free to do so. Timestamps are always down in the description and along the timeline below. Thank you. And it's titled, I, 28 male, can't have children. And my wife, 27 female, doesn't want to adopt. I'll share a bit of my personal story to help you understand the whole situation. I was abandoned by my biological parents when I was very young was adopted when I was eight years old. My adoptive parents were wonderful to me and I have a brother who is the biological child of my adoptive parents, three years older than me. I believe that being abandoned had a profound impact on me and I've always had a strong desire to be a father and have children. I met my wife when I was 19 and she was 18. I've always been open with her about my history, providing all the details and I made it clear that my dream was to have a family with more than one child. She expressed a desire to have a family, and this was never an issue. We got married, and it's been about two years since we decided it was time to have our first child. We started trying, but she didn't get pregnant. So we sought medical advice to understand if there was any issue. It was then that I found out I'm sterile, and my wife doesn't have any medical problems. I was devastated, but since I myself was adopted, I saw adoption as the ideal solution. I suggested to my wife that we should adopt, but she was against it. She cited reasons that are, in reality, based on prejudices against foster kids. I was deeply saddened by this because when you talk about one of those children, you're also talking about me. We've had many discussions, but I haven't been able to change her prejudiced views. On the other hand, she proposed that we should undergo artificial insemination with an anonymous donor. I disagreed with this because it would cost a lot of money. I feel it's unfair to act so selfishly when there are thousands of children waiting to be adopted. Our marriage is going through a serious crisis because of this. I can't comprehend how she can hold such opinions about adoption while being married to me. I'd appreciate any suggestions on how to change her mind. I've seriously considered separation because being a father is the dream of my life. However, I still love my wife. Would separating over this issue be too extreme? I'm really lost. Edit, I forgot to add an extremely important point when I wrote. My wife said that if we had a child through artificial insemination, we would be the biological parents. Even though I'm not the biological father, I completely disagreed with that. I believe we need to be as honest as possible with the child. And we're starting the comments with this report who says, the options ahead of you are, one, except you want to stay together, even though that means not having children by any means. Two, attend couples counseling and see if you two can have some breakthroughs in communication. Remember, the goal is us versus the problem, not me versus her. Three, accept you're incompatible on the subject of children. 
even though you both want them and break up. Best of luck. I'm sorry you're going through this. Next comment from GTWL214 who says, Hi, I'm a fellow adoptee. I absolutely do not recommend that you try to convince her to adopt. I know what it's like to know that you were only adopted because one parent really wanted to and the other settled for it. To be honest, I am shocked that her true feelings never came up before. I've spoken at length about adoption with my husband, who is not adopted, and before we decided being child-free, we discussed biological or adoptive children. Unfortunately, it sounds like you two may be incompatible at this point. Based on your edit, I agree that you absolutely shouldn't have a child via insemination and say you're the biological father if you are not. However, there seems to be a lot of other deeper issues that need to be communicated between you and your wife. My opinion is to recommend that you find an adoption competent therapist to help you really delve into your feelings of your adoption and potential parenthood. You wanted a biological child until it wasn't possible, so you turned to adoption. I think that needs to be explored. I think before you and your wife decide to do anything, pursue parenthood or separation, it would be beneficial to speak to a counselor to ensure that you two are on the same page. Temporary Maybe says, if you're considering adoption through the foster system, you need to realize that the current goal of the system is reunification. Very few children in the foster system already have parental rights terminated. I know of multiple families that were disqualified of this fostering screening process because they want to ultimately adopt one of the placements and the social workers felt that it was contradictory to the agency's mission. Private adoption is incredibly expensive. However, IUI can be covered by health insurance and sperm from a reputable bank is actually not that expensive. Little Light says, I see both points of view. Now you're unable to conceive naturally, your next step is adoption because that's what makes sense to you. It means a lot to you and you want to give a child a great upbringing. That's very admirable. However, your wife does not have any biological issues. That solution robs her of the chance of being pregnant, experiencing childbirth, having zero fears about that child being taken away or leaving like wanting to find their birth parents, etc. As I'm sure you know, adoption isn't for the faint of heart. Adopt young and you always have to explain you are not their bio parents. And there's a risk of them reuniting, etc. Adopt older children and you miss the newborn slash baby experience and they often have substantial issues to overcome. Plus the risk of reuniting with their bio families. Your wife can love you wholeheartedly but also not want to adopt herself because she wants to experience pregnancy, childbirth, and having biological children, or feels unprepared and doesn't want the effort and risk of adoption. Adopting opens both parties up to the risk of substantial pain. Not wanting that isn't selfish, although I understand why you may feel rejected by it. And there were some great comments on, on that thread that taught me a lot that I don't know about this particular subject at all. But as I was reading it, and I'm not sure if it's the right thing or not, it was just popping in my head that it felt like down the incompatibility route, yeah, maybe therapy might help them out in some sort of way, like, like one of the comments said, to get them on the same page. Because again, like that last comment said, I understand both points of view. I understand why he would want to adopt although it did make me think when he only wanted to adopt when when he discovered his infertility but at the same time i understand the wife's point of view as well obviously not telling the child that you're the biological father if you go for artificial insemination i think you should be honest as possible and i think i saw some comments saying the same sort of thing we've seen many stories in the past with, with a similar sort of theme where where the parents weren't honest with the child and there was medical issues further down the road and all sorts of other issues as well. But let's move on to the update to find out what happened next. When I wrote the previous post, I knew my relationship was over. And it was 
as if I wanted a stranger on the internet to come up with some brilliant idea that could save my marriage. This Saturday, I talked to my wife and we decided that it's best for us to break up. I loved her a lot and I'm sure she loved me too. I think I chose my words poorly in the other post and left out important information, so I'll explain in a bit more detail what led to the separation. I've never been against biological children because we're all biological children of someone. However, I've always been against spending money to have biological children. If we're going to spend money, I believe it's more fair to spend it on adoption since there are thousands of children wanting a home. This isn't a new position of mine, but for some reason in these nine years of our relationship, dating plus marriage, my ex-wife and I never discussed this. We found out I couldn't have children naturally. I told my wife that I wanted to adopt. She then mentioned that there were methods for us to still have biological children, mainly in vitro fertilization. So I explained my stance on the matter to her. She even had consultations on her own, tried to convince me, until she came to the conclusion that artificial insemination would be the best option since being biologically related wasn't as important to me and the cost would be much lower. That's when our discussion on the topic escalated. She saw that I wouldn't budge, so she started saying extremely negative things about children who are up for adoption. She said things like, these children are problematic, which is why their biological parents don't want them, that these problems can't be solved with love, care, and psychological support, and that most of these children will end up drug users or simply have no future. I felt personally offended because I myself was a child abandoned by my parents. When I told her that, she simply said I was an exception. I feel that her saying these things is like a black person being married to a racist. I feel that if she had known from the beginning that I was a child who was abandoned, she wouldn't want to be in a relationship with me. I feel that she would hate me without even knowing me. Furthermore, she has the right to be a biological mother and I was taking that right away from her, which was also extremely unfair of me. For these reasons, I ended our relationship. Unfortunately, in the previous post, many people also made prejudiced comments about children and the adoption process. The adoption process is not traumatic. It's the process of being abandoned by biological parents, the waiting to be adopted, and many other things that can be traumatic. I understand those who say that children have traumas, but please give them a chance. They're not to blame for what happened to them. I know not everyone is ready to adopt, but at least don't speak ill of the process or discourage those who want to adopt. I was adopted at an older age than the average, graduated from college and never caused any trouble for my parents. Of course, I have my personal issues, but I don't think I ever caused any problems for my parents because of them. The happiest day of my life was the day I was adopted. I remember that day every day. And I think I have to say the comments below this one were all over the place, like against both of them after that. But now i'm going to turn this one to you guys what do you guys make of that situation let us know your thoughts down in the comments below let's move on to another story cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue also you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states united healthcare short-term insurance plans underwritten by golden rule insurance company offer flexible budget-friendly coverage for you learn more at uh1.com 
If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist. To find out if it's right for you. Our next story does come with an update as well from the Confessions and True Off My Chest subreddit from Torn Trust 2323, who says, Hired a PA to watch my fiance on a girl's trip, and now I'm torn. Hey everyone, long time lurker and first time poster here. I never thought I'd be the one to spill my story on a confession subreddit, but here we are. To cut a long story short, my fiance and I have been together for five years. Every year she goes on the girls only trip with her close friends. But me and my gut had been bothering me about these trips. Maybe it was the slight changes in her behavior afterward or the cryptic conversations I'd overhear. Instead of directly confronting her, I did something I'm deeply ashamed of. I hired a private investigator to watch her during her recent trip. I got back the results a few days ago and as much as I regret violating her privacy, my suspicions were not unfounded. The PI presented evidence of her being unfaithful. It shattered my heart. Now I'm caught in this storm of emotions. On one hand, I deeply regret snooping and not trusting her enough to talk about it. On the other, the betrayal from her side feels even more significant. I love her, but I can't see a future together anymore. How do I even approach this situation? Do I confess my snooping? Or just end things without revealing the reason? Any advice is welcome. And the comments went a couple of ways. So a couple of the top comments said, just tell her you know. You didn't have to give details. She's not going to tell all her details. Be glad you didn't marry her. Next one says, move on, dude. When she asks why, say, I know you're cheating on me and leave it at that. Don't tell her anything else. Her punishment is never knowing how you know. When you completely stump her and she has no idea how you know, just start yelling at you, accusing you of all kinds of shit telling you that you suck in bed and she needed more, that you have a small dick, whatever. Anything to get you to scream back. Don't lose your cool. Keep it together and just leave. Then ghost her. You are done here. Opie came back in eight days later and said, Hey everyone, I received many messages asking about the situation and I thought it was only right to keep those who cared in the loop. When my fiancé returned from her trip, I tried my best to handle things maturely. I gave her a chance to be honest, asking if there was anything she wanted to share about her trip. Instead of coming clean, she gaslit me, making me question my own perceptions and reality. Having the evidence I had, I confronted her about the affair. She was taken aback and immediately asked how I knew. I told her the truth, that I hired a PI. I didn't want to falsely accuse any of her friends as some of you suggested, even though, honestly, part of me was tempted. She was furious. I've never seen her that angry in all our years together. Additionally, feeling it was the right thing to do, I shared the evidence with one of her friend's boyfriends so he could be informed 
and consider getting tested if necessary. It was clear both of us that our relationship had reached a breaking point. We broke up right then. Despite it being my house that I financially covered for us, I left and checked into a hotel, given her space and asking her to pack her things and move out. We didn't communicate for a few days. When she finally reached out, she expressed a desire to talk and perhaps find a way to mend things. But the trust was broken, and I couldn't see a future for us, and I told her no. And now, the part I didn't see coming. She's considering pursuing palimony payments? For those unaware, palimony is financial support provided to a partner in a non-marital relationship after separation. I've been informed that due to the relationship laws in our state, this could very well be a real concern. I've initiated the process of hiring a lawyer. During our relationship, I took on the majority of the financial responsibilities, including the mortgage. We had an unspoken understanding. My money is our money. Her money is her money. Due to our significant income differential, I never thought that my generosity would come back to haunt me. There it is, the update many of you asked for. I wish I had a happier conclusion to this chapter, but life has its twists and turns. It seems she might have the upper hand in this final act, but I'm hoping for a fair resolution. Thank you for the support and advice. It has really meant a lot. And the comments replying to that one said, you have proof of infidelity. This should have the palimony case thrown out. Her actions ended the relationship, nothing else. Another one says, if she goes after palimony, show the evidence you have. We'll probably get it thrown out. ETA, if she has been going on these trips since the start of your relationship, that would probably be more damaging and she never showed good faith into the relationship in the first place. And that was my kind of thinking, like, as always, I don't know any about this legal stuff. The first time I've ever heard of palimony before. But my thoughts on it were like, surely if you can prove that someone's cheating on you, they don't get financial help from you at the same time. That's just ridiculous. And our next story comes from the Am I the Arsehole subreddit. It doesn't have an update on it. It's from dryuse8680 and says, Am I the Arsehole for making my 16-year-old cousin pay for damages to my husband's pool table? My 39 female and my husband, 38 male, had some of my relatives over a couple of weekends ago. Of the family that was over were two 16-year-old male cousins. My husband has a fully decked out man cave with arcades, a pool table that flips into an air hockey table and ping pong table. He allowed the boys to initially go upstairs and only play on his PS5. We have rules for all of the house and that's just respect our stuff and return it to how you found it. The boys decided after an hour of playing PS5 they wanted to play ping pong. My husband is not confrontational but asked they be careful and don't mess up anything. Then the boys removed the ping pong table and began playing pool. We hear them screaming and having fun and one of them we will call A yells. I hit that ball so hard that it popped over another. 30 minutes later, I hear the air hockey table and the boys are playing. A being very rambunctious to the point that several members had to tell him to calm down. I was cooking at the time but briefly went upstairs and told both they could have fun but chill out and not play aggressively. Both boys agree and continue to play air hockey. After they leave, my husband notices huge scratches across the air hockey table and a huge scratch and dent in the pool table. I asked both A and B separately what happened. B stated he didn't want to snitch, but that he didn't scratch up either table. A comes over later and after lying admits that he scratched the air hockey table by playing with the mallet or striker upside down. Mallets have felt on the bottom to avoid scratching. A used a plastic knob to play. The entire side of the air hockey table has about 40 deep scratches. I showed A the pool table and he apologized for roughhousing. 
I told him he could repay me via help with yard work and gardening bi-weekly until the end of the year. My lawn is maintained, so it's really just time for us to talk, garden, and make sure all is well in the world. I didn't expect money from him or his parents, just ownership of responsibility. Well, his mum has changed her tune and said, while son A admits to the damage, I'm sure it wasn't really B. She stated he has ADD and can't be held responsible like other kids because he doesn't know better and asked for proof of scratches and invoices to repair. She also said gardening twice a month until the end of the year is too harsh. We live in a warm state even in December. It's like 65 degrees. I told A's mum that if she feels her son helping gardening is too much and I'll send her the invoice for repairs and thank her for taking financial responsibility. So, am I the asshole for establishing a payment via gardening as a form of payback for a 16-year-old who likely caused hundreds of dollars in repairs? Now, I'm super glad that A in the end, you know, said that they're going to send them the invoice and all the repairs to still give some consequences for, for A's actions in this story, for his bad behavior, because his mum certainly isn't and she's doing him a disservice by doing this. And they've likely just lost the privilege to this man cave and playing on the PS5 because if they can't respect the property, then why would you let them use it? Which, you know, is going to be a real shame for them as well. It's going to be another consequence of their actions here. But Kronkler sort of says, and quotes, I told A's mom that if she feels her son helping gardening is too much, then I'll send her the invoice for the repairs and thank them for taking financial responsibility. And then says, good for you, not the asshole. UTL Scissors says not the asshole. ADD is no excuse for playing with a mallet upside down. If this woman would rather reimburse you, let her. Clearly she doesn't want to teach her son to take responsibility for his actions. And she doesn't want anyone else to either. Dry Sandwich says not the asshole. You're doing exactly the right thing here. They're your relatives so you're dealing with them and not leaving it to your husband to do it. You're getting a fair outcome for your husband. I agree with you completely. If A's mother has a problem with A doing yard work, then she needs to pay for the damage. Her reaction is strange. Most parents would be grateful not to have to pay up and to have the option of having the kid pay through yard work. I wouldn't have roughhoused to the point of damaging someone else's property as a kid and A's mother's attitude shows why A does it. The gardening and the fact that it would go on for a while is a great way to teach A that actions have consequences and yet A's mother is doing her best to avoid teaching A consequences. She is not doing right by A. And the comments pretty much continued down that route as well. But now I'm going to turn this one to you guys. What do you guys make of this situation? Let me know your thoughts down in the comments below. Now just a huge thank you for joining me today, getting involved in the stories. Your love, your support, your time always means the absolute world to me. So thank you so, so much. You're incredibly awesome. And hopefully I will see you in the next one. Take care and much love. Yeah, man, I remember being so naive when life was good, weather and palm trees. Back in the day, you were everything I need. But then along came a time when you crushed my dreams. Oh, yeah, you played me like a fool when you made me believe that the line between love wasn't thick enough to read. Oh, yeah, you see, we in despair, crime everywhere. You're selling false hope because you just don't care. Nah, uh, you just don't care. Nah, 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 you just don't just. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, 
about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.